Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 195 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes, hello. Uh, and Matt did not have a good week, no. so we're gonna try to we're gonna try to uplift his spirits with all this excellent news that I got. Uh, cool. That he probably didn't care about at all. So that's very exciting for him, I am sure. Uh there was at least one thing I was excited about. Oh, weird. What do you mean weird? I don't know. I can't think of which one it was. Mara and Rabbits. Oh yeah, right. I was like Sonic Frontier. <laughs> uh, also, but anyway, Bones. I mean, that's exciting. Yeah, that's you could call it that. It's funny. It is funny. Um, but anyways, uh, Nintendo really trolled all the everyone because there was the rumor that there was going to be a Nintendo Direct on the twenty eighth or the 29th. That was true. But it was on the 28th, and it was a Nintendo Direct Mini showcasing only third-party products. Um, I was excited. I like third-party games. I don't know if you guys know this about me. I play all the games. So third-party, I like those too. Uh, People were like, I can't believe they wouldn't show Breath of the Wild 2 at this third-party Direct Mini. And you're like, what? Uh why are people like this? But what about Metroid Prime? That's third party, right? Uh, yeah, Metroid Prime 4, also third party. Uh, yeah. Pokemon, third party. Well, you know actually kind of is, though. It's second party because they... Yes. Well, that's that. I, that's what I don't know. I actually was, I was thinking about this earlier today, and on a video game podcast, there's never been a better time to bring this up. Okay. What if Nintendo no longer had a majority stake in the Pokemon company? I think it would go to everything. Yeah, like, would that make it go to everything then? I was thinking about that. Like, what if there's a world where eventually Pokemon is not shackled to Nintendo? Not that it would matter because Game Freak sucks at developing, but, like, you know. Yeah, but imagine the PC where modders could actually make the games good. Exactly. See, that would be tight. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I wonder if in the future sometime that could happen. Probably not because since Pokemon is the number one grossing entertainment uh, franchise of all time they don't it have probably costs yeah it probably costs a lot to get in there i bet it doesn't and it's just more they don't really have a need that, that could be fair as well um but yeah anyways there were no there, there was a third party direct uh they started off monster hunter rise sunbreak stuff which was really funny because the game came out the next day so uh you know they showed the Gormagala, which was one of the monsters that me and our friend Nukia wanted to return, but it had already leaked before that. So everything they showed here, uh, not super surprising. Um, they showcased a lot of the new monsters that they added, but like I said, not a big deal because um, it was coming out the next day, but they did. So it's kind of crazy. The, when Rise first came out, it wasn't like done, basically. Like it seemed very much like COVID had made it so they weren't able to finish and they were going to finish it over the course of like the next few months through patches. Sunbreak, they were like, no, it is done, but we are giving you three huge patches in the rest of 2022. And then also they're going to have multiple large updates in 2023 as well. And they're all free. So, okay. Um, Monster Hunter Rise getting a lot of support there. Um, and then uh, near Automata coming to the Switch. Sure, for people who have not played that, near Automata is very good. Uh, it's coming to the Switch. And then I was watching this at the same time as Nukio was watching this, and we texted each other at the same time. 
and our brains exploded. I always ask for a Mega Man Battle Network collection. It is one of the only Mega Man franchises that finished on its own terms after six games. It wasn't like they got canceled. They were just like, no, this is it. Six of these boys. I love Mega Man Battle Network so much. All I wanted was this collection. I streamed it and I streamed the all the way through the first five and partway through the sixth game in 2020. Uh, I still own them all physically, but now Capcom hooking me up. Mega Man Battle Network collection coming in 2023. I lost my gourd. Finally, Capcom is making a collection that I want. The only one left for me is Beautiful Joe. Please, God, Capcom. Thank you. Actually, that's not true. They could also collect four, five, and six of Ace Attorney. I was going to say, I mean, you were hoping for Ace Attorney, so. Yeah, but anyways, Mega Man Battle Network, and people were really excited by this, and also I was shocked that so many people were like, you know, maybe I should try this now, because I was like so upset when it came out because it wasn't Mega Man, and I was like, oh my god, what the fuck? That's crazy. This game rules. Uh, anyways, it, people think it are like 10 games. That's crazy. But it was like Pokemon where uh, everyone from three on had two versions. Mm. So um, that doesn't really matter. And they have very, very insignificant differences um, other than a couple of like version exclusives that you were supposed to trade with. And people were wondering how you're going to be able to do that. I bet it is like the releases of these that came out in the Wii virtual console where they just kind of like hacked the ROM. And if you go to the link cable trading option, it just gives you the stuff from the other version, uh, which is actually like wildly game breaking depending on when you do it. But Hey, you got to be able to hundred percent it somehow. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and then the, so a a few months ago, maybe it wasn't even that long ago, Ron Gilbert, uh, announced that they were making a new Monkey Island game. Uh, and I believe it's published by Devolver. Um, this was the first footage of it, as far as I am aware, and it is coming to switch, uh, first the uh, console first in 2022. Uh, and this was another news article that I didn't put on here, but I guess I'll talk about it right now. It has a different art style than previous Monkey Island games, and people have been really, really shitty about it. Um, And like, you know, video game fans are toxic and people will be out there and be like, I hate this art style or whatever. But like they were like they were going to Ron Gilbert's personal blog and like sending him death threats and like uh, saying like this game is going to kill the franchise again. It's terrible. So much so that he had to get out there and be like, I'm never posting about this again. I'm not posting about return to monkey Island again. And he turned off all the comments. uh, And so he just is like, I'm fucking done. Um, And that sucks. I think for people, because like, you know, monkey Island is like Ron Gilbert's like baby. Like it's his thing. Like he's always been doing that. And like to bring it back a second time, and have people just be so wildly shitty to him about it. Like that sucks. And I get, you know, not every art styles for everybody. Um, but like, you don't have to go and personally attack a guy and like tell him he sucks and is shitty. And then like, say you're going to kill him as well. You know, that's never, that's never the option. And it just shows again, the video game fans are a garbage factory. So, you know, sometimes, you know, give it a chance. And sometimes like art styles can grow on you, you know? 
Yeah, but even if even if it didn't, like it doesn't. There are a lot of Monkey Island games already. You know, like it's it's cool. It's getting Guybrush Threepwood gets a chance to come back. I actually Monkey Island is a weird blind spot for me. Uh, I never played any of them, like any of the originals back in the day or whatever. But they would have been, and probably still would be right up my alley. You uh, didn't like even old, Lucas Arts Adventure <laughs> games. You know? Did you even check out like the Telltale ones? No, I did not. Because it was one of those things where I was like, I had never played the originals, right. so I didn't have like the nostalgia. Um, and Sam and Max was the same. I never really played any of those, but those Monkey Island and the original Sam and Max's were LucasArts games that I would have and probably still would very much like. But I don't know. I thought it was cool. I was like, oh, cool. Monkey Island. People really like that. And then it was just like, oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> the Internet is a Awful. cesspool. Awful. Yeah. yeah so and the people, you know, people were sticking up for him, defending him. Corey Barlog. Uh which did you see that? Yes, I did. The, the when he called out that guy on Twitter. Yeah, I just so funny. I just feel bad. Well, but I he was shredding him though. No, that was funny. I no, I mean for Ron Gilbert. Oh, for Ron Gilbert, yes, I feel bad. Corey Barlog though, God, what a guy! I love his Twitter presence. Mm-hmm. He, he tells people to get fucked in the best ways. Mm-hmm. Like people just yelling at him about how because God of War wasn't like shown yet or whatever, and he's just like, "Well, it's not ready, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like it's not delayed." Also, and people look, "Where is it? Where is it?" Also, and it's like, "Just fuck off." Also, he's not the director of the game, so exactly. <laughs> but I, I don't remember what the guy's name was. It was something, and his last name was McReady. Mm. And he said, "Like, why?" The guy said, "Like, why? Well, if it's if it's not delayed, why don't you show it?" And he said, Colin, because we're not McReady. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, God, I love this guy. Um, but again, it's one of those things where he's not the director, but mm-hmm. also video games aren't made by one person. Right. It's not just like one person who has like the delay, not delay hammer. And they like have fun fucking with you. Like people want to get their games out there into the world. Like they would like for that to happen. So it's I don't video game fans. I feel like are they feel like people are torturing them on purpose or some shit. And like, that's just not the case. Like if the game's not ready, it's not ready. But also if it's still coming out this year, who knows what kind of like weird shit they got going on that they can't show it. Or like, I don't know. There's so many differing factors. Also marketing. Like the, like I guarantee you Corey Barlog does not get to choose when the game gets announced. That is not his department. So exactly. So like, it just is one of those things where it's like people need to. Also, the guy who the the intern working on like the the Twitter account, also not his responsibility, and probably doesn't know any more <laughs> than you do. So yeah, I video game fans need to chill the fuck out. That's what I'm saying. There are plenty of video games out there. There are new ones getting released every day. Yeah. Just you know, play one of those. I don't know what to tell you. I guarantee you everybody getting pissy has like a hundred games on their backlog. They could play like, you know, just exactly. So there's always a God of war. We have to know how it's going to finish, man. Well, it's not going to finish. Well, we don't know that yet. I, I guarantee you after this, well, the people on Twitter want it to finish and they want to, they want to see the epic conclusion. Well, I I think it's going to be the conclusion of this, but then I think they're going to go on to a new, Oh yeah. They will continue. uh, You know, anthology or whatever you want to call it. Mythology. Um. Yeah, but mm-hmm. so that's or Ron Gilbert. But anyways, Return to Monkey Island coming to Switch first. I believe it's also coming to PC at uh, the same time. Mm. Uh, and then they showed a little bit of Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope comes out October 20th. They didn't really show a lot, but they said, hey, there's going to be an Ubisoft stream tomorrow. 
that'll show more. I did not watch this stream, but I learned some information from it. Okay. Uh, it does. So it does come out October 20th. I don't, did you see any of the footage? No, I didn't. Okay. So it is no longer grid based. Okay. I did see that. Uh, like where you move on a grid, it's more like free moving and people are like weirdly upset about that. But like, uh, I don't know. It's still the same. Like it still is the same gameplay. It's just, you're not stuck to a grid. You are moving the characters freely. And uh, actually Marvel's uh, midnight suns is the same. Uh, It reminds me of um, the gears tactics. Yeah. Or I think like divinity, like original sin had had a similar combat system. Yeah. So people are like weirdly blowing that out of proportion, Um, but I, it (laughs) seems fine. I just, Uh, whatever. I know we're just turning into bitch fest, but like, Everyone complains if games are the exact like sequels are the exact same, and then like if you make try to make any changes, then people complain about that. Like there's no winning; you can't win. Yeah. No, no, there isn't. Um, but you know, whatever. Right. Um, out, outside of that, Bowser joins you. Um, I also saw like some other rabid like Edge, and I'm like, oh, I did not, I did not see that, but I did. Well, Bowser joins you for sure. Oh, okay. Uh, if you well, um, if you look up the cover, like it's like some like edgy looking rabid, and huh. <laughs> well, I don't want to say edgy. It, it looks like a mall punk, I guess. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, they showed that Bowser joins you. Um, rabid Rosalina, uh, has like a weird, like teleport ability, which, uh, would, you know, would mean that there probably is regular Rosalina as well. Um, but the thing that I found was interesting that I heard people talking about is like each, um, each regular character, not the rabbits, uh, they no longer just have like arm guns. Now they have like their own unique weapons. Mm, cool. Uh, so like the only one that I heard about was Luigi. He uses a bow and arrow and he does more damage the farther away he hits from. Okay. Uh, so it seems like each character will have like a unique weapon um, that does some varying effect for you to, you know, change up your strategy and do stuff like that i the video ubisoft put out i think was like 10 minutes so i'll, I'll probably watch it but um the the stuff was the stuff is interesting like the the new additions of those unique weapons the more characters uh that's neat i i the game the game looks the game looks good which i mean i think uh, i like the art style before so yeah oh yeah that is a uh that is a weird like edgy space guy i think it's a girl actually but Oh, possibly. Um, and they also showed that joining Grant Kirkhope, uh, Yoko Shimomura, mm-hmm. will be doing some of the music. There was another guy. He is apparently very famous. I don't remember his name. I apologize. Uh, and I don't know what he did. But Yoko Shimomura does like all <clears throat> did uh, like Super Mario RPG. Uh, she did a lot of the Mario and Luigi games. And she just her catalog is crazy. She's a very good Japanese uh, composer. So. Working with Grant Kirkhope and a third very famous composer, uh, they will do a killer job, I'm sure. Now, did Grant Grant did it all than the last? I believe he did it. Yeah, I believe he was the main composer last time. Oh so. uh, yeah, it was the composer is just him. So yeah, so you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but October twentieth, that's cool. I, that I was excited about that game. I like that first game a lot. I think this one will be uh, good as well. So I think hmm, I'm kind of happy now that uh, Marvel is a little different. Having both of yeah. these in the same month could have been a little rough. Yeah, it could have been. Um, so, you know, I, I look forward to Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. That's neat. 
and it's just funny because it is a Mario thing, but it is Ubisoft. So like it is still third party. Um, and then Super Bomberman R getting a sequel for some reason coming in 2023. Uh, I believe they just announced that they were shutting down the original Super Bomberman R servers on all platforms. So I guess this kind of makes sense. Weirdly, Super Bomberman R was a launch title on the Switch, and it was exclusive to the Switch for a weirdly long amount of time before they brought it to other things. I assume this will come out on everything now, because I don't see why it wouldn't. Um, it was not very good, from what I remember. No, it was like ran really poorly. Like even for it, Bomberman is not very like graphically intensive or anything, and uh, yeah, it ran like dog shit. So well, even the gameplay wasn't that much fun, right? No, it was like a weirdly kind of fucked up version of Bomberman. So maybe they'll make it good now? I don't know. Uh, do you have any faith in Konami making a new game good? Uh, absolutely not. Okay. So there's that. Uh, they showed The Legend of Kenta, which is like this weird indie game where you are like a... I believe it's a kid like writing a story about like a night RPG character. Uh, I kind of like tuned out during this and then no websites wrote articles about it. Uh, I believe it was, it's coming out in August. I think it was August 18th. This I believe is for every, uh, every console. So okay. that, that is neat. Um, so they showed Sonic frontiers. Uh, it still looks awful, but now you can go to cyberspace. There are cyberspace <laughs> levels. So get excited to play like garbage in space. Um, and then they showed Disney Dreamlight Valley early access launch of September 6th. It is just Disney Animal Crossing. Hmm. You, uh, you build a town. Disney characters are there. You do quests for them. You get shit. You dress up Animal Crossing, but Disney. Um, and then I, uh, I'm sorry, it, but like, I think the part that fascinates me is the early access. That is weird. Yes. Which I, early I know like. Weird. I know it's not the first early access because um, Fortnite, mm-hmm. but like it still just seems so weird. They Disney just wants it out there. They want the kids to pay them the money. Which I guess they have that other racing game that's going to be, right? Early oh, yeah. Access. So I wonder if yeah. this is like Disney's new thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then weirdly, I did not know this. Live Alive is a Square Enix game. Well, it was a Square Soft game back in the day. Right. Um. And I guess it's being published by Nintendo in the U.S., which mm. doesn't make sense because Square Enix exists in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, but it is a, it's a Super Nintendo RPG. They're doing the HD 2D remake. It comes out at, in August. Um, they put out a demo of it that will the save will transfer to the main game. Mm. Um, I it, and then they had like a weird Live Alive Treehouse demo that was like an hour. Uh, that is weird to me. I don't know, but either way, that's happening. Dragon Quest Treasures. This had been announced during the last Dragon Quest stream. Uh, you play as Eric, the thief from Dragon Quest Eleven, and his sister, who was in a coma during Dragon Quest Eleven when they were kids. Uh, it comes out December 9th, and it doesn't look very good. It looks pretty mid-budget. Uh, but it is like not traditional Dragon Quest. It's like a weird, more actiony gameplay. I would have probably preferred this if it was just a smaller turn-based RPG. But who knows? Maybe it'll be cool. You, 
it is like Dragon Quest monsters where you collect the monsters of Dragon Quest and use them to do stuff, uh, but not turn based. So. Okay. I don't know. Uh, no Man's Sky apparently coming to the Switch on October 7th. That's something that is happening. It did not look particularly good in the footage they showed, but I don't know what you would expect from that. Uh, this had been rumored for a long time. The Portal Companion Collection. It is Portal 1 and 2 and all the DLC. Didn't they it get is out. Before? It is out now. It might have gotten announced before. I don't know, but it's out now. Maybe digitally. it did get leaked, but like that just seems like a weird thing to leak. It did get leaked for sure. Okay. I know that because people were like waiting for it and they knew what it was called. So, okay. Maybe that's why um, I'm thinking it was already announced because we already knew the name. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's out now. Um, and then Square is making this like weird Harvest Moon like game called Harvestella. I was like, what the fuck is this? It's basically just Harvest Moon Stardew Valley, but 3D ish comes out November 4th. I, that's baffling. And then hilariously, hilariously they ended it by saying that the persona games will come to the switch so it's really funny that they announced it at the xbox showcase and then in the press release said don't worry it's also coming to steam and playstation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then they held (laughs) out until this to say that it's coming to the Switch, mm-hmm. I think that's fucking incredible. I, what would have been funnier is if they announced it was just Xbox and Steam, and then they announced at the PlayStation one that it was coming to PlayStation. Yeah. And then then did it again here. It just It's so weird. It's Whatever, weird. though. Uh, Persona 5 Royal coming to the Switch on October 21st, which is when it comes out for every other console other than the PlayStation because uh, it's already out there. Um, and then Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden will also come to the Switch like all the other consoles, but that will be sometime in 2023. Um, overall, I think that it is a good... It, it was good for me. Right. Uh, I, obviously, I like Mega Man Battle Network uh, a lot. I think it's interesting that the Persona games are going to come to Switch, but like, I don't know. Reb, Mario and Rabbids is really cool. I like that game. I think it's neat. I mean, this that's another, like, we knew it was happening. It was just a matter of when yeah. is it coming out. Uh, the, yeah, one, so- the one, not to cut you off, but the one thing that weirded me out is, like, I got to work and this had already happened. Like, when did this get dropped? I'm saying, like, the whole mini direct. Uh, oh, it, we, they put it up as a YouTube video at nine in the morning. Oh, okay. So, okay. Because, like, you text me, and I was just like, wait, they already announced it? Like, I, I I didn't pay attention to, the like, the time it was, like, the, the mini direct was happening, so. Oh, yeah, it was happening at 9, yes. but it was just a YouTube video. Right, so right. people obviously scrubbed it immediately to get all the announcements out there or whatever. But. Right, I just, I just, as I said, like, it was just more, like, I was expecting a direct at some point on that day, and then you, you like, texted me, like, first thing as I was walking into work. And I was like, what? Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, it had a smattering of like, hey, there's some new stuff. There's some weird ports that mm-hmm. are coming to the Switch for whatever reason. Um, that's that's what that's fine. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good. I like third party games. I don't know. I like all video games. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm open <laughs> yeah. to everything. Yeah, most things. Um, and then there's not many other news articles. Um, so people may know there is an anime in Japan called Kran Shin-chan. He is this little kid who has been the same age for a very long time. It has a weird art style and he likes to do stuff with his butt. He shakes it a lot. He does this weird dance. Anyways, um, 
in English, when it got localized here, they made it like really weird and raunchy and it aired on Adult Swim. And that's very much not what it is like in Japan. Like it's very wholesome. Uh, so it's very weird. But anyways, the there is this series in Japan called Boko no Natsumi, which is my summer vacation. And it is made by a developer called Millennial Kitchen. Uh, those games, I believe, are only allowed to be put out on PlayStation. But for whatever reason, Millennial Kitchen, uh, two years ago, I believe, licensed Cran Shin Chan to make another My Summer Vacation game featuring him. And it was exclusive to the Switch. So I imported that, actually. Uh, and I have it in Japanese because I was going to use it to learn Japanese because it is uh, it is fairly, like, simplified. Uh, what am I trying to think of? It is fairly simple in terms of like not using kanji and using stuff that I could actually read. So I did that and also thinking like this will never come out in America. But then I later found out that apparently Shinchan is very popular in Spain as well. Uh, and so there were a lot of rumors that it was going to get localized into Spanish, but just all of a sudden they were like, Hey, yeah, it's being localized in like every language that exists other than Japanese and will come out digitally in August. Uh, and it is also coming to PlayStation 4 now, where it was only originally for the Switch. Uh, so that's really cool. I I love games like that. Millennial Kitchen is a super cool developer where they do like slice of life stuff. Like I said, a lot of their games are about summer vacation, but they also um, did a 3DS game called uh, Rise of the something monsters where like you are this kid in a small town in Japan and you like see kaiju type godzilla monsters and then no one believes you that they exist i don't know it's very fun um and this this one uh is now gonna come out in english so that's cool it kind of sucks for me because i already bought it but that's fine i i'll take more localizations i will buy it again uh it's very neat and then you put the next one on here skull and bones has been rated by the esrb for ps5 xbox series and pc and stadia why because uh, it's coming out and it's a great game. Why is Skull and Bones still coming out? I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. That game's going to come out and just be so middling. Yeah. I mean, it's been in development for a weirdly long amount of time because they've like retooled it like what, like 17 times now? So. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm kind of curious of what it is, what it, what it's going to be. Is it just I mean, going to be that multiplayer game? Yeah, I don't fucking know. That's what it was supposed to be. Right. It's a multiplayer ship battling. Fun. So That's my least favorite part of Assassin's Creed. Oh, I like that part of it. The part of the Skull and Bones, though, looked like dog shit. Well, in fairness, I haven't really played that. I haven't played 4 or much of it. Oh, yeah. But like all the other Assassin's Creed, like the ship combat's my least favorite part. Yeah, no, the ship combat is fine uh, in Assassin's Creed 4 and 3, for that matter. I didn't Um, like it in 3, so I probably won't like it in 4. That is true. Uh, But yeah, I then in Skull and Bones is going to be, they changed it a couple times, but I I don't fucking know what that is now. Um, And then Sucker Punch got out there to let people know, hey, we're not developing Sly Cooper or Infamous. Go away. What? Thank you for your time. <laughs> They're making Ghost of Tsushima. It's probably. such a weird announcement, but like it just shows how shitty Sony fans have been lately. Yeah, so I just think that's really funny. They they don't have any plans for them at the moment, which makes sense, you know. Like they're, they're moving on. They've moved on to a new thing. Right. They made Ghost of Tsushima. They're almost certainly going to make a second one because it did very well. 
Although there is that rumor that like a different studio is working on a new Sly Cooper. So it could be. Uh, so it's very possible that like someone else is and they are just not working on a Sly Cooper. Yeah. And also like Blue Point is probably working on something. They are. They're working on a remake of something. It could be an infamous like trilogy or maybe even just like the two. I'm yeah, not maybe. saying it, I'm not saying that's what it is. I'm just saying like it is possible. Uh, I was thinking like, what would you want them to be working on, like Blue Point? I don't care. Okay, that's fair. I just like I don't have. I don't know. I don't know that I like need a remake of anything. Yeah. See, I think I'd want to like go back to like PlayStation One, PlayStation Two. Yeah. So like, I think like something like Ape Escape would be cool. That would be. I would love a new Ape Escape. So maybe you do care a little bit. I just want a new Ape Escape. I don't need them to remake Ape Escape. Uh, but like, you would take that at this point, wouldn't you? I would take it, yeah. If it's like modernized. I just, I would take it if they just fucking re-released Ape Escape normally. Yeah, but like, imagine like current graphics, like one and two in a pack together. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would that would be neat. Um, and then this news just came out. Fantasy Star Online 2 and Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis coming to the PlayStation 4 in the West. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Because it was like weirdly, I mean, Microsoft like paid for Sega to localize that. So it's pretty interesting. But it was on uh, PlayStation. I mean, it, oh, I guess. It, yeah, it was on PlayStation in, in Japan. But. Yeah, it was also on the Vita in Japan. So uh, that's weird. Um, and then I guess I'll throw this in here. That new Star Ocean game comes out October 27th. It just looks like dog shit. I like I don't want to be mean but like the last Star Ocean game 5 was so bad I couldn't finish it. And like oh, yeah. the char- the character models in this new Star Ocean game look terrible. Like I think they look so bad which is insane because the fucking art that they show is so good. Like the drawings of the characters look like so interesting and good and then you look at the character model and you're like, "Oh god, what happened to your face?" Can I make a suggestion? Don't buy it. No, I was going to make a different suggestion. Oh, yeah? Uh, you buy the Japanese version, and then you can just make up your own story as you play it. That's probably better, because holy <laughs> fuck, man. I just... Uh, maybe For all I know, it's going to come out and be really good, but like I, I feel like somehow they keep giving Tri-Ace lower and lower budgets for these. And like... Uh, I don't know, man. At least four was okay. At least like in terms of gameplay and stuff, but it seems so off. Like I just, I feel bad for Trice. Like Star Ocean is a cool franchise and they've been yikes. Wow. It's just rough. When did that come out? What? The most recent one. That was three, four years ago. Yeah. More than that. Probably. I guess. I don't know. I think I want to say it was right around when our friend Nukio moved, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. I know it had come. I was confusing because it had come out in Japan like over a year beforehand or something, I think. Which that always happens. Yeah. And then. I don't know, man. Uh, no, I'm curious. Uh, 2018, July 2018. 2018. Wow. That seems like so long ago compared to that but i guess that makes sense it just that i hate that game i could not stand i thought the characters were terrible the combat wasn't particularly good so they claim that it's the fastest and strongest action of any in the series is that a high bar 
Uh, I don't know. Being fast has nothing to do with the combat of Star Ocean, okay. in my opinion. So I don't know. Okay. Uh, I will not purchase this unless the reviews are like, hey, man, it's actually all right. Do you expect that? No. Okay. Absolutely not. If it makes you feel any better, they sold Tomb Raider this year. So. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. They sold Tomb Raider to give Triace a budget of $5 <laughs> total. Yeah, but like all the rest of the money is going into the Final Fantasy team. Good. So. That I do like. That'll take. Um, so yeah, that's that's weird and that that's happening. But that's really the news. Uh, most of that taken up by the third party direct. People still really crossing their fingers for a mainline direct. I don't think that's going to happen, at least for not a couple months. So. Well, as we, I think at this point, we already know what's happening in, with Nintendo this year. That's why like, I keep saying people people being like we have no idea what they're gonna do in the fall and it's like no we know yeah rabbits and pokemon well no and, what and they have uh oh god uh not spelunky uh the 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 shooting game they're oh splatoon splatoon yeah and then we have oh wait xenoblades or xeno Xeno xenoblade comes xenoblade comes out at the end of july uh, july uh and then we know pokemon. Fire, the fire em- the new fire emblem three houses uh dynasty warriors game just came out right so like they have stuff that has been coming out it is coming out so like it's one of those weird things where people are like we never know what they're doing and it's like no what you mean is they're not telling you that breath of the wild 2 is coming out this year because it's probably not right uh so i don't fucking know yeah i'm like it is a little frustrating i mean it's been what five years and we haven't heard anything about a new mario i get that for people yeah, that I get. Um, but I never see people asking about that. Yeah, it's very that's very strange. So like, I I I am excited for that whenever it comes out. But yeah, I never see people asking about Mario. It's always people being like, "Where's Breath of the Wild 2? Or like, "What happened to Metroid Prime?" Which that's a fair question. Uh, that's not because like we know like a year or two ago that like the studio took over and like they scrapped everything and started fresh. I guess. But what happened to Bayonetta? Well, but, but that's not Nintendo. But they're publishing it. They're publishing it. I'm just saying, where that shit at? Well, I I guess they prioritized Astral's Chain. They they prioritized the other 700 games that were bad they were working on. Babylon's Fall. I think the sad thing is, I can't think of the studio right now, but the team that's making Metroid Prime. Retro. Retro. What were they doing before? What happened yeah, to that project? Canceled. Yeah, that's uh, so sad. Yeah. I think they were having a rough time. If the I, rumors are to be believed, I think that game was in a rough shape, whatever they were working on. And then, and then whoever was working on Metroid Prime, Prime was also... They're just Metroid. dead now. Also, like, there's been rumors for a long time that like the Metroid Prime trilogy is finished and just... So not the trilogy anymore. That I didn't put in here. It is definitively, according to like 12 people now, coming the, a remaster... Of Metroid Prime One, just one, is coming out this fall. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Uh, people are very definitively saying that. Okay. So I, I don't know. So that's another thing that I guess. This then fall. that's another thing I don't care about. So whatever. And maybe Advance Wars will come out someday. Oh yeah, I forgot about Advance Wars. So, at this yeah. point, they're gonna wait for the war to end, right? Uh, probably. Maybe they can add Advance Wars Dual Strike while we wait. Maybe. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, that's that's really all the news we can get into. What we have been playing, Matt. Yes. What have you been playing? All the video games. What? Yes. Uh, so Devil May Cry. I actually finished that this morning. Nice. Uh, I got a little dis. Well, I got a little distracted, but then I also kind of struggled with one of the bosses. Uh, was it Nello Angelo? No, it was Nightmare. Uh, okay. It's like this goopy thing that you have to like punch the like a specific place in the wall that like lights up, and then it like changes uh, it like changes form, and then you can like punch it in a specific spot. What I have learned here from listening to you talk about Devil May Cry over the past few weeks is I remember very little nothing about it. Okay. Well, you have to fight that thing three times. Ooh! Wow. Uh, so it. It took me it took me 14 hours to beat a six hour game. Okay. But I was able to basically just like annihilate the boss at the end. So, Excellent. Yes. Because I spent like three hours grinding the nightmare boss. And then I just looked up how to do it online. And then I was able to do it my first try. So I was like, well, I just wasted all that time. But it's all right. <laughs> um, and then it, when I finished the game, it kind of told me that I had like 49,000. Basically, I needed to get 55 more red orbs, and I'd hit 50,000 red orbs. And there was an achievement for getting 50,000 orbs. So then I just jumped into a new game just to get to collect a few more orbs. Because, like, why wouldn't you just col- collect a little bit more to get that, you know, achievement, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then I did that. And so I finished up Devil May Cry. I really did enjoy my time with it. I know I've been saying I was going to replay it. I think after like spending 14 hours, I want to distance myself a little bit from it. And then maybe I'll come back to it eventually. But uh, I I took too long and I, but that's all right. I I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, Sniper Elite 5. I'm still making my way through that. It's fun. It's enjoyable, but it like, it pretty much just stays the same. Like they're different maps, but it, the gameplay itself never really changes too much. So um, I, I, I don't know. I guess I would prefer just like a little progression or something different, uh, but it, it's fine. It, it's enjoyable for what it is. Um, I'm on the final mission, final chapter. I will. My hope is to finish that up this week. Um, I did want to mention, like, I haven't had really any issues with it, but like the last one I did last night, the last mission, it was buggy as hell. (laughs) The AI was just like really weird. It was just like walking into just like different barriers. And at one point there was a sniper, like he, and he was supposed to be on like a, like a deck, like a ledge, but he was just kind of floating in midair about 10 feet away from it. So, and also like he was in theory supposed to be shooting and I think he was in combat with me, but he was shooting in the exact opposite direction. Nice. So, uh, it, I, it is a little bit of a bummer, but it did also make the game a little bit easier because like the enemies were just, the AI was like really bad in that mission. So, Hmm. uh, Gran Turismo. Um, I, it's your favorite game now. I, oh God. Okay. So, (laughs) I had a moment where it almost broke me. Okay. So like I had to go through like some tutorials because like there's like like the different licenses. So like you have yeah. to go through like the different trials or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm, I just want to preface this by saying like they were actually very helpful. 
there were a couple mm-hmm. times where I failed the missions and I had to like keep like trying and tweaking and like it it was very helpful for learning. Mm-hmm. My issue with it is the way they're just structured. So you go into a menu and then you have to click on trial one and then you go into a different menu and then you have to hit race and then you have to load into that and then you have to go into another menu, hit race again, and then you're kind of like in. And then you have to exit out all that and go to two. Uh, the part that broke me is just like it takes like probably like 40 seconds to a minute to get into the uh, mission. Oh, yeah. This game should not be on PS4. No. That is no. Because like and then it's like a 10 to 15 second trial mini. Yeah. And, no. and it, it yeah. just it, it took me 20 minutes to go through 10 trials that are 10 to 15 seconds long. That's crazy. It just it 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 broke me a little bit. But once I got past that and I'm unlocking faster cars and I'm I I finally unlocked where I can like kind of like upgrade the cars and tweak them a little bit. I'm actually having a lot of fun with the driving. But like you're you're saying exactly what I've been thinking like this game probably shouldn't have come out on PS4. No, I yeah, which when they announced it it they didn't say it was at first. Right. Uh, so like i don't know i mean it looks great when you're in it's just oh my god it is not optimized well with the load screens no yeah i mean it's got to be as worse if not worse than uh bloodborne when bloodborne first came out yeah yeah Uh, so a little painful but like i'm getting through it and i am enjoying the game a lot more now so Hmm. uh and then lastly i'm still making my way through tiny tiny tina's wonderlands this is a game I am just getting distracted and just running off and just shooting things and getting loot. And at one point, I was like, "Why am I fighting these enemies? They're just random enemies in the the like the overworld in the wild, and like the game constantly is scaling with you. Mm-hmm. So there's there like you're not like leveling up and getting overpowered. Uh, I mean, it'll be to a point where you'll be in the middle of a mission and you'll be level eighteen. You're fighting enemies that are eighteen and nineteen. You level up to 19. Now you're fighting enemies that are level 19 and 20 in the same mission. Mm-hmm. So, like, the game is constantly scaling with you. So, like, there's there's really not a good reason to just, like, fight the enemies as you're going from point A to point B in the the uh, the open world areas. So, mm. so I've had to kind of stop myself from doing that. Because, like, sometimes I just get distracted and I just start shooting things that are shooting me. And I'm like, wait, this is this is literally a waste of time. So those are the four games I'm playing. I really am enjoying all of them. Uh, uh, I'm hoping to finish Sniper Elite this week. Gran Turismo and Tiny Tina, like Tiny Tina, especially like I could see myself putting 40, 50 hours into this game. So I am just uh, slowly making my way through it and having a great time. though. So, yeah. Uh, why don't you tell me about the the two games that you've been playing this week? Um, so I have continued to play Neon White. In theory, I should be done with it because most people said it took them like eight hours to finish it. I am at 11 hours and I just got the achievement for having the highest score on 50% of the levels in the game. So I keep doing them over and over again until I can get the platinum or whatever the fuck the highest level trophy is uh, because I want 100% it. So I am having fun doing that, though, because, as I said, the game like gives you hints as to how to like try to 
make your times better. And I also make sure that I collect the presents in every level because that's how you get the true story is by like leveling up your stupid social links by gifting people stuff. Uh, it continues to be very good. I am in the sixth chapter. I am led to believe that there are four or five more chapters. So I will keep, I will keep going. Uh, It's nice to hear that you're having a similar devil may cry experience. Yeah. Um, But what I think is funny is like, I watched the giant bomb quick look of uh, it was Dan Riker and Jeff Grubb. Okay. And Dan was two chapters ahead of where I am. And I was like 30 levels higher than he was. (laughs) Because I had been getting uh, the platinum medals on every stage, whereas like him and a lot of people on his leaderboards were just like getting bronze, which like that. I feel like you'd beat the game really quick doing that, because like, as I said, most stages are 30 seconds or less. So like there's only a 170 stages total. So like you could fly through the game in theory if you wanted to do that. But I, you know, I just, I enjoy getting those times. It's not like it's like frustrating or whatever. And I, you wouldn't even have to get anywhere close to what I am doing to like get to the next stage. Like now I think I'm in the low fifties of ranking. Like you're working downs towards one. And the last time they asked me to have a rank that was like 30 levels higher than I was. And I was like, okay, well, so I got that man. Um, so I, I could beat it. I just have been, uh, enjoying going through and doing that stuff. So I don't know when I will actually beat it because the stages are getting harder. So it's taking me longer on each stage now to like figure out what I am doing and how to perfect it. But I enjoy that. Um, and then the other game I am playing monster hunter rise sunbreak came out yesterday. Uh, our friend Nukio and I play through Monster Hunters together usually, and we played about two and a half hours last night. So we haven't seen a lot of the new stuff. You start by fighting uh, a quote-unquote new monster, but it's just a returning monster, the Daimyo Hermitar, which is a giant hermit crab. Uh, and yeah, it's Monster Hunter Rise again. Um, weirdly it did not take me that long to remember how to play you just go right back to it um but one of the new things about monster hunter rise is you got these things called switch skills which the further you went and did more quests you would unlock more of them and they like allow you to change the way your weapon attacks and things like that uh so you can do some pretty wild shit with it but now you can set up a bunch of switch skills on two separate like equip sheets basically like i think on each one you can equip five switch skills and you can now switch that in battle so now you can have 10 different skills and you can do crazy crazy skills and shit uh like one of them makes the great sword attack completely differently and nukio seems to be having fun with the new long sword slashes that he uh has gotten um but yeah it's just adding g rank which is the japanese name for it master rank is the english name um so it's just adding that third tier of difficulty. So you're normally fighting a lot of the same monsters you fought again until you get to the higher master ranks and then fighting the new stuff. Uh, this expansion, I guess I won't spoil it for people who care about like seeing the monsters beforehand. I know some people don't try not to look, but it has less uh, monsters added on than Iceborne did. Uh, so that's kind of weird it's also paced not great for seeing the new monsters like you're going for 
a while, like hours and hours before really seeing any of the new cooler monsters. Uh, like even the brand, brand new monsters. Uh, I've seen people saying you got to go for like five, 10 hours before you see one of those, uh, which is kind of weird. Cause usually they try to introduce those quickly so that you can at least have like one or two, like new ones to farm the armor for. Uh, but that's not the case here. So the pacing is a little off. Uh, but what I do like is they went back on a couple of the things they tried in Rise, one of which was the stupid tower defense missions, the rampage missions. They were just like, nah, dog, fuck that. There's no new rampage missions in Sunbreak, oh, which is awesome because I did not find them to be fun. Mm. I did not think they were bad. I just thought it was like, this is not fun. Right. Um, and the other thing is uh, in World... You, there was only one set of quests, but in previous Monster Hunter games, there was the village quests, which were all single player, and then the gathering hub quests, which were the multiplayer quests. Uh, and eventually, once you got to the end of high rank, they would merge into one. So like the master rank quests would be only in the hub. Uh this is like that now. They just removed the they removed the village quest, so it's all multiplayer stuff. Um, which that is a change that I don't necessarily feel positively or negatively about. It was like they just tried something with World that they then went back on in Base Rise and changed it back to what it was in World for Sunbreak. It's fine. I, I don't know. I don't really have a preference. I know a lot of people complain when there are single player quests they have to do to unlock things because they would rather be doing everything with their friends. Uh, so I guess this way, the way it is in Sunbreak and the way it is in World, like it... it because it scales to single player as well. That way you can play with your friends if you want. So I guess it's technically better right. technically. Um, but yeah, it's, it's more monster hunter. There are new systems that I won't bore people with. Like there is a new way to like get food skills before you go into battle and shit. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's a, it's a, it's a new town, a new hub area. And there is, there are two new um, zones. One of which is a jungle. Uh, me and Nukio both, uh, seem pretty impressed by the jungle i like it uh it's nice it's by the water there's like a big cliff area to climb up with some caves so it's pretty diverse pretty neat and uh then there is another area that i don't know what that is and i don't really want to spoil myself for it i am pretty sure it was in the trailer i think there was a castle there um but yeah i, I don't know it's more monster hunter i will keep playing it. i don't have as much time to play now so i think it will take me a very long time to get through this but um we'll see i enjoy my time with monster hunter and it was just like me and dukia started playing last night we both were just like you know i love playing monster hunter i have fun uh so even if i can't play it a lot at least it's fun to you know just hang out with a friend and play for a bit so. now do you know anything about the uh, steam release of this game monster uh it is out i was just wondering because like i googled it and it's got a six out of ten on steam Oh, interesting. I don't know. I have not seen anyone say anything specific about it. It does have some type of graphical issue. It was like the DLSS or something is not working properly. And so people who are playing it on PC probably care way more about those types of graphical settings. Uh, so something was some graphical setting was broken. I know that. Okay. But um, I that could be why. But other than that, I mean, I don't know that there's anything like wicked broken with it. Okay, I w and it seems like it's specifically with Sunbreak. So people may also be upset that it's forty dollars and it didn't add as many monsters as they wanted. Okay, 
Uh, but like I said uh, earlier in the Nintendo Direct thing, they're going to have three huge updates this year. They already announced two monsters coming in the first patch, and they still haven't announced all of them. So I think there will be at least five. Uh, and then it looks like the other two remaining ones will have a several as well. So like they're going to add a lot, and that is what people want. So I, I don't know. I... I guess I personally, I would rather they just have all that stuff in there at the beginning, but if they're going to like put it out there and then use sales to gauge how much more they support it, I guess I understand that mm-hmm. from a developer standpoint as well. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Right. I'll, I'll keep playing it. You know, I still, I didn't even get to a high enough level to experience the final DLC monster from base rise. Mm. because of the way they doled that shit out i would have had to grind forever but um, now so like, that really pissed me off don't they make it like pretty much with these these expansions it's easier to grind so then you'll be able to experience it now uh it is yeah i'll be able to experience it probably uh, sometime next week in theory but it wasn't it wasn't that big a deal i mean it was a monster that i had always wanted to fight but uh just the games that it was in i didn't get that into so um, yeah, I I like Sunbreak. It's more Rise, but mm. with harder content. Um, and yeah, that's all I have really been playing, but that Monster Hunter Rise will probably take up most of my free time until the end of this month when Digimon and Xenoblade come out. And I like I said, I'm still going to work my way through Neon White, so we'll see how that uh, ends up, but. Now, at least with Monster Hunter, you can take it take take your Switch, right? Mm-hmm. So you, that's at least something you can probably you know when you're up with your girlfriend or whatever, you can take your Switch and just kind of. Is that something you can like chip away and play little by little, or is it like I gotta? It's gonna this mission's gonna take an hour, so. Uh, you can chip away little by little. I mean, usually now in Master Rank, the missions take like twenty to fifty minutes. Okay. So. It depends. Right. I mean, I could do like one at a time, but I usually also only play in multiplayer, so that so, also hinders it even more. Yes, that makes because then you gotta like find time that you're both free. So. Mm-hmm. But I'm cool with it. So yeah, that's what I have been playing. Um, and for part three, we decided to just do a frosty. So we'll see. No promises on uh, how long we'll be able to talk about it. But uh, (laughs) I picked the Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim. Okay, I don't know if you guys have. I don't know if you guys have heard, but the sixth one is coming soon. Uh, I'm more interested in the 20th anniversary Skyrim edition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim. Not there's no one on Earth who has not heard of this probably. Uh, There are 800,000 re-releases of it. It originally came out on the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 and PC. Also broken on the PlayStation 3? Uh, Yes, it might still be. They might have fixed it because they did eventually release the DLC. It was way later, though. But yeah, so The Elder Scrolls, uh, you know, everyone knows Morrowind, Oblivion, Daggerfall, whatever the fuck the first one was called. Probably just the Elder Scrolls. Nah, it might have been called Arena. I can't remember. Anyways, the, they are uh, first-person PC RPGs that, with Morrowind, transitioned to the console. Morrowind uh, was on the Xbox 
the original Xbox, um, and then Oblivion was for 360 and PS3, and then uh, Skyrim, you know, same. Uh, but Skyrim is a huge open world game. Um, it is one of those things where I opted to purchase it instead of having any money while I was in college. I spent my, like, basically last $60 on it. Um, and I originally had not planned on it, but I watched a friend pick it up and play, and I was like, you know what? I gotta play now. And uh, I played Skyrim for 800 quadrillion hours. And at one point I had contemplated getting the platinum, but my save started to get fucked up mm. on the PlayStation 3, like what you had said, which is where the more you play, the larger the save would get. And once the save got large enough, it would start to like fuck the game up wildly like it would just like chug and like run like dog shit. So I have never played any of the expansions of Skyrim, actually because i played on ps3 and uh they came out way later on ps3 because they were trying to fix the issues with the ps3 version which there it was more than just the um just the save thing like there were other issues with like freezing and crashing and things like that that it was having um so they came out much later on the ps3 and at that point i had been done with skyrim and the podcast died Oh. oh no, maybe not. Oh no, are you no. still here? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, you can hear me. All right. Yeah, I you like disappeared for a little bit. Weird. Okay, okay that's fine. Uh, anyways, yeah, Skyrim is one of those games that like I think really penetrated the popular culture. I mean, there was that the joke that took an arrow to the knee joke there that everybody told because all the guards fucking said that right constantly. Um. Okay, so I was just curious about mm-hmm. the uh, the the DLC on PS3. Mm-hmm. It seems like they all got delayed. To, to like they came out in 2020, 2012 on Xbox and Windows, uh, just Xbox three hundred and sixty. Mm-hmm. They all got delayed till twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. The part that I think is wild is the first one got released February twelfth thirteen. The second one, February 19th, 2013. And then the third one, February 26th, 2013. So then within three weeks, you just got dropped all three of the the expansions. That's just wild. Yeah. And so at that point, I had already moved on to other games and things like that. Uh, but well, not just that, but like that, I'm sure all three, like that must have just been a ton of content. Yeah. Uh, I believe my brother did end up playing them because he first played it on my PS3 when I brought it home one weekend mm-hmm. and he stayed up over over 24 hours playing it Oh, wow. on my PS3. Uh, I can't remember. It was an orc and I don't remember the orc's name, but he was a, he was pretty good. Uh, he got farther than I had in the entire time I had played over the course of that weekend. Um, he was very into, I mean, he really liked oblivion as well. Uh, so it made sense. Uh, but yeah, I, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know what to say about Skyrim because most people know about it. Like it's first person combat is not great because like melee combat in first person outside of just like butting someone with a gun or stabbing real quick is not great. So it's just one of those kind of like weird hacky things, especially if the person doesn't die instantly. It's one of those things where it's just like it's a really weird concept. So it's it's not super great uh, magic a little bit better because a lot of times you're like shooting it out or whatever. Um, 
but yeah, the, the interesting stats building system. It's one of those games where like the more you use a stat, the more uh, the more it levels up. They kind of nerfed what it was in Morrowind because in Morrowind you could literally level up jumping by jumping. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I remember hearing uh, about that. Yeah, so you would just jump everywhere and like have ninety nine jump like pretty early in the game. Uh, and that like allowed you to like level up quicker and do a whole bunch of weird stuff. Whereas I don't remember exactly what they changed about that in Skyrim, but there was like some stipulation that made it so that you couldn't just like fucking level it up right away. Um, I don't remember if that was in oblivion either, but yeah, I'm one of those weird people where I really liked Morrowind. I did not like oblivion at all. And then I really liked Skyrim again. Uh, so, yeah, and this, the, the main crux of the story in Skyrim was like, hey, there are these dragonborn people. You are dragonborn. And I, I can't even remember the exact thing that happens now, but you're like supposed to kill some dragon god. Um, and that's where you get the you get the weird dragon head abilities from killing dragons. So like Fusro Da is the one that most people probably remember where you just kind of like shout and it like blows shit out of the way. Mm. Uh, very handy but what what is cool about skyrim and a lot of the elder scrolls games is they give you a lot of freedom of choice like you pick a base character but then you can really meld them into whatever you want obviously they will have specific stat uh things that they're more have better aptitudes for like orcs are usually better at strength and stuff like that the the cat people the khajiit are usually better at like running and sneaking and things like that um there are also various like dark elves wood elves and all all kinds of weird stuff humans uh nords you know a lot of the classic D &D, uh races and things like that argonians are weird um lizard people and they're better at swimming obviously but they they have their own uh stuff but you can really go in whichever way you want and you can just like do the main story in the beginning and then like just go and do whatever you want like there's no real there's nothing stopping you i mean eventually you'll run into enemies in certain places and caves that are better than you but there is no truly nothing is gating you in almost all scenarios. So you could just like go start some wild side quest chain, like go work for the dark brotherhood or, you know, get way into alchemy or some shit and just go and do that kind of stuff. If you wanted to, I mean, I, you don't have to spoil it and say what happened, but like, isn't, I know I didn't really play too much of Skyrim. Uh, I, I, it is one of the, one game that I have been wanting to go back to at some point and really give a try. But like, isn't the Dark Brotherhood considered like the best, uh, like story? Um, so it was in Oblivion. I don't. Okay. Uh, people really liked it in Skyrim too, but I don't know that it was as highly regarded. Okay. Uh, I know that it. I what I did of it was very cool. Um, but in Oblivion, that's like the high bar for a lot of people on the Dark Brotherhood quest. Okay, I'm probably getting the two mixed up, having not played either of them. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I remember people also. People just generally like the Dark Brotherhood because it's the Assassin's Guild essentially, and okay. it's just fun to go and kill people, uh, like specific targets and find them. And like sometimes it's like breaking into their house or like framing them for stuff. Um, and that's always always fun but then the, you know there's like the thieves guild uh and they're they all have like various types of quests that are either about killing people stealing stuff or like you know they're the mages guild things like that 
and it, it's just it, it's one of those games where like it is so open and so like you'll just stumble upon a house and be like "Ooh, what the fuck is happening here oh nothing there's just a bunch of cheese wheels uh and like that's cool because like you don't know sometimes you might go in there and there's a bunch of books you find or some notes some diaries people are in there whatever like it is it is the game that a lot of video open world video games try to be I, I think like they try to be like the Elder Scrolls where it's like they have a lot of unique stuff. But the difference was that Bethesda had an engine that was built for that kind of stuff and they were used to making that kind of content. I think the one that comes closest and actually probably exceeds is Breath of the Wild. Uh, yeah. In making an open world similar to that. Like, yeah. I cannot like Skyrim is very different than like a Ubisoft open world yeah very much so uh um and like a lot of a lot of uh the, the bethesda open worlds are like very handcrafted now apparently with the exception of starfield which i think is bizarre uh but like they have a lot of handcrafted content sometimes chests are randomized and there are there's a little bit of randomization in some of the enemies you fight in like caves and dungeons but uh yeah, outside of that, like a lot of it is like handcrafted and scripted, which is why it gets so fucked up all the time mm. is because it's just like when you have a clockwork world with all those different thousands of NPCs moving around and shit in the world, like something's going to collide with something else and it's going to fuck up. So uh, things happen. Something's going to fall through the world. Something's going to get lost. Things like things like that happen. And uh, Skyrim for me at least was never like super on the glitchy side other than it just like being like kind of broken on the PlayStation three. When I played it, obviously now there are much better ways to play Skyrim. You could play it on the PC. You could fucking play it on whatever the fuck you got basically because it got re-released 800,000 times. Even on, I want to say Alexa, Amazon. Alexa. Yeah, there is a, there is a Skyrim game on Alexa. Uh, you can say, Hey, I want to play Skyrim and it'll do this fun gag thing. Uh, it does like take you through like a weird little adventure. I think you can beat it, uh, but um, yeah, that it is that is true. It is on Alexa as well. Um, but yeah, like there's even a Switch version now. Like it just it, it's been re released several times on different platforms, different generations, and uh, like various anniversary editions. You know, so it's it's one of those things where it's like it's a timeless game that really I I, I guess I don't know why it penetrated as deep as it did for a lot of people because it's one of those things where like Morrowind still was very much like a, this is for PC gamers. Like only crazy people play this. And then it came to Xbox and like that expanded that a little bit, but it was still like a very weird, like off putting game for a lot of people. I think oblivion really like, because it was a 360 launch title. I think a lot of people played it because of that, but I just heard like everyone knew about Skyrim at the time and like everyone was excited to play like everyone I knew uh, whether they were like super into video games or not was way into it do you think Fallout 3 maybe Fallout 3 you're right yeah that did because uh... that was before that was between the two yeah so that may have done it people like Fallout and I guess that's more got guns and stuff so but... I'm just kind of wondering if that kind of brought people into the Bethesda and then all of a sudden they were like yo they're making this like you know, fantasy fallout type game. Uh, so that that's my theory, at least maybe fallout kind of brought more people into the, the mold. 
Yeah, maybe. I just remember it being like crazy at the mm-hmm. time, thinking like, wow, everyone is excited about this and like everyone knows what this is. Uh, yeah, it's one of those, it, like I said, it's one of those things that's hard to talk about just because of like how much it has. It still looms over video gaming. Like they're going to release a Skyrim 20th anniversary edition. Oh, I bet. Here's another theory. Yeah. Game of Thrones started April 2011. Wow. Weird. That could be. Because like that all of a sudden like took off in a huge way. And that's like a similar setting at least. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's that's an interesting. I wonder if that's uh, if that's the case. But yeah, I I liked Skyrim. I bet I would like it still if I was uh, going to play it again. Is it but... just one of those like, oh, God, this is really hard to go back to because I know it's like 80 hours long. Uh, it's not even that it's just really hard to go back to. It's just one of those things where like I rang pretty much everything I wanted to out of it back then. So it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know what I would do now. And I'm not one of those people that will usually like change up their build or whatever. Cause I like to use the same type of stuff. Right. So it's like, I would just end up having like a very similar experience, I think. Um, so it, usually for that kind of thing, it doesn't make it super worth it to me. Sure. But, that makes sense. Uh, I would rather play the elder scroll six. I mean, I'm not going to clamor for it, but when it comes out, I will play that and be happy to play it. I'm sure. But mm-hmm. what about the elder scroll seven? That I'm more looking forward to, and I think they should put that out right now, to be honest. <laughs> That's what they should. They should just release seven. Yeah. And just skip. Over. They should just call Starfield the Elder Scrolls six <laughs> space edition. Um, yeah, so it's one of those things where, like, I like Bethesda games. I do not really have an affinity for star not starfield uh fallout like i just i don't like the 1950s aesthetic setting of it i like that kind of stuff just doesn't do it for me whereas like i do like the i am basically like either i need you to give me straight like fantasy shit or i need you to give me straight sci-fi shit Mm. for some reason when things like mingle in the metal i never like them as much uh, and that that's a personal thing, obviously, but that's that's why I don't like Fallout as much. Whereas, you know, I, I bet I will enjoy Starfield to a certain extent. You know, I you know, I I completely get what you're saying, because I was thinking about uh, Horizon this year mm-hmm. and I feel like that did that a little bit. Yeah, it did. Uh, with like like because like there's like I don't want to get into spoilers and stuff, but there's like this futuristic people that just kind of tonally didn't fit with like what the world was before it just they felt different and i felt a little off and i think that might be a reason why i just didn't like the narrative nearly as much yeah that could be um yeah so i mean that's uh that's a podcast that's, yeah that's a podcast i mean that's the main thing people know about skyrim yeah, they don't yeah. need to hear us talk about skyrim well especially since like i'm like the only person in the world who hasn't played it so well, I mean, hey. Well, that's not true. I did play it for a little bit, and I heard this trick. Because, like, there's this part where you have to, like, right at the beginning, you have to, like, walk through a tunnel. Mm-hmm. And it was like, if you just keep stabbing this person, like, nothing bad will happen to them, and it's actually a good way for you to level up. So I did that, but I just kept doing it. And then eventually he, like, we got to a certain point, and then he turned, and then I had to kill him. And then I felt bad, and then I was like, shit, I think I just fucked up the entire game. Oh, nice. So then I would have had to restart, and I just didn't. 
<laughs> so if I if I play it again, I'm not going to try to trick the system and jip the system this time. So okay, mm-hmm. that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with that, we'll call that a podcast. As always, the theme song is "Sting Operation" by the band Anamanaguchi. They're an excellent chiptune band. You should check them out. And we will be back next week. Peace out. Peace out.